0: latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. Bison
1: Nation. Bison... Now that's, that's what I'm talking about. Bison Nation, this is herded It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, and 107.3 FM. Are you excited? Out in line at tailgating? Getting ready for some Bison football? Talk about history coming full circle back in November, 1990. When I was eight years old, I went to my first Bison game at Dakota Field with my dad, my brother, and a bunch of other guys from Maddox, North Dakota. Who were the Bison playing that day in the Division II NCAA playoffs quarterfinals? We had Cal Poly. And today, on September 1st, 2018, heard it here premiering on 740 AM, we've got Cal Polly for this first show. And I'm fired up, guys. I've got a long history with North Dakota State. Growing up in Maddox, North Dakota, we had season tickets to the Fargo Dome since it opened in 1993. About 1995, when Rocky Hager was here, my brother and I and some buddies were ball boys for North Dakota State. We asked Coach Hager, he was from Harvey, North Dakota. Uh, through Paul Teft, we got to meet Coach Hager. And, you know, why wouldn't uh, just some fifth graders living 180 miles away in Maddox, North Dakota, ask the head coach, the legendary head coach for North Dakota State, who had won two national championships as a head coach and several others as a defensive coordinator, hey, Brock, you need some ball, boys? He said, I like those guys as Moxie. Those guys got some some grapes to ask if they could be ball boys. And it happened. It happened. So we were ball boys for the football team. We'd have our games in Maddox, North Dakota, Friday night lights. We'd get in our parents' vehicle Friday night after the game or early Saturday morning. We'd drive down to the Fargo Dome and we ball boy for the Bison. Went to Bison football camps throughout high school. I remember one day, uh, one of the Kittleson boys, Wade Kittleson, a linebacker from Velva, played for NDSU. And, And I'm 150 pounds dripping wet as a sophomore in high school. We were doing linebacker drills, and Wade Kittleson was just a monster. And he grabbed me underneath the pads during the drill, and he threw me about five feet through the air, landed right on my tailbone, dusted myself up, got back up, and he thought it was pretty great and patted me on the back. And fast forward, going to college at North Dakota State, a call one day from Bruce Som, who was the uh, offensive line coach at the time, said Swanee, Swanee, our, our film guy quit. We need someone, if you know anybody to to come film practice, let me know. I said, Boy coach, I don't know anybody off the top of my head, but if uh, if you can't find anyone, just let me know and I can sub in. And of course, this summer that meant well I found my camera guy. So for a year and a half I would film practices literally every day. I would go to North Dakota State practice and get up in that boom, that big cherry picker, and film the practices. And after that, I was a sports editor for the Spectrum, and I've written columns for Bison Illustrated magazine. Swanee says for the last 10 years, doing a podcast with Nolan Schmidt, the editor of the magazine. And a few weeks ago, the fine folks at 7.40 a.m., the fan approached me and said, Swan, we got an idea. We think you ought to do a Saturday morning radio show about the Bison. And before you could say no, I said, hi, Camp. You had me at doing a Saturday radio show about the Bison. So that's where we're at. Coming out of the house this morning, I was excited. I don't know how many times you guys listen to Thunderstruck, but I must listen to Thunderstruck seven, eight, nine times a day if I'm working out at the Family Wellness in South Fargo. That bad boy plays six or seven times. So I'm rolling out of the house this morning. I got my wife's family all in town. They're saying, you know, good luck. You know, no one's been fired on the first day, Josh. I said, "Hey, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Becky and Lloyd, Bonnie and Al and my wife, giving me a pep talk about that. So I was rolling up, and just that that crisp fall air, that crisp fall air, that means it's it's football. You could feel it. There's, there's a, a nostalgia to it, a sentimental value. I know folks the good folks at Six Flags tailgating on on the plains tailgating. I know the, the Fargo Beer Company tailgating group, all those guys out lined up in the lots of the Fargo Dome right now. There's, there's a bounce in the step, and it's because the Bison are back. It's because the Bison are back, and they're gunning for their eighth straight. Now think about that. Think about that. In the Missouri Valley Football Conference, the SEC, the Big Ten, of FCS college football, the Missouri Valley, with South Dakota State, with Northern Iowa, with Youngstown, with South Dakota, with Western Illinois. For the last seven years, NDSU has won that conference championship. For six of the last seven years, North Dakota State has won a national championship, unprecedented, you guys know it. I've seen you in Frisco. I've seen you at Scruffy Duffy's and Ringo's and out at the tailgating lots at Toyota Stadium. That's become an annual right, which is just nuts to think about, that the conversation we're going to be having here on Herd It Here with Swanee on 740 AM and 107.3 FM with Christian Dudzik later today. Now, Dudzik won four national championships. If you're a freshman playing in your first game, if you're Phoenix Sproles, And you find playing time today. You're walking into a program and a legacy where national championships won every four years, every five years. is a tremendous achievement in itself. But this is a program that has won six national championships in the last seven years. So we're going to talk. We talked to Darius Shepard earlier this week. We're going to play that here during the next segment. And we talked to Darius about what that was like, how excited guys are for the season, but then with Christian Dudzik, Omaha, Nebraska, I want to talk to him about what that's like where you're going into a, a season and you're excited. And there's those high expectations, baby. It's a it's a national championship or bust in here, here to compound the issue. What what's the question you guys are asking at tailgating? How good is this team, Swanee? Swanny, can this can this team run the table? Are they as good as a twenty thirteen team? Well, what about the 2014 team and the 15 team and the 11 team, the 2012 team? Folks, go back and YouTube some of those games when NDSU beat Minnesota in 2011, when we beat Colorado State in 2012. Go Go look at that 2014 team that just steamrolled Sam Houston State in the national semifinals and then had that national championship thriller against Illinois State. Those are some pretty darn good football teams. Those are national championship football teams. And the question, the question we're asking, which is half absurd in my mind, but boy, do we embrace it. Boy, do we love it. You're out there in the tailgating lots this morning, and the question is, can this team run the table and win a national championship undefeated Like that 2013 team that beat Kansas State. The pieces are in place. You know the pieces are in place. And that's part of what has you guys so excited. Easton Stick is the best quarterback in the FCS. Easton Stick is on NFL draft boards. Easton Stick is something like 34-3 as a starter. Easton Stick came in when Carson Wentz was injured. Went 8-0 and took the Bison all the way to a national championship team. Easton Stick outplayed brian shore and was the difference in his team winning a national championship last january against jay matt james madison he's back and boy is he good boy is he good you get guys like gage Gubrud and last year jeremiah briscoe getting all this pub boy they 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 throw for 4 thousand 5000 yards 50 touchdowns easton stick had 41 touchdowns last year 12 on the ground That's impressive, man, and it's why guys like Craig Haley at FCS Stats and Athlon Sports and Brian McLaughlin at Hero Sports, the two premier outlets covering FCS football on a national level, they've got him as a favorite to win the Walter Payton Award. And I say about darn time. And look at the weapons the Bison have. Bruce Anderson, when was the last time we saw Bruce in the playoffs, he was running for something like 30 touchdowns. Against Sam Houston State, you remember that, last December at the Dome. If you're going to play in Texas, you better have a Bruce Anderson in the band. Every time that dude touched the ball, it went for a touchdown against the Bearcats. Lance Dunn. Lance Dunn. Why isn't anyone talking about Lance Dunn before he got hurt against Western Illinois last year? He was a best player in FCS football, at least on the offensive side of the ball. He had 12 or 13 touchdowns. You remember that Robert Morris game? I was in Las Vegas watching it with my wife. She was there for work. Our wedding was coming up, being the uh, BHE, best husband ever. I went with her to Vegas. We, did some, we had some fun down there, did some gambling, went to some restaurants. But we went to the Bison Watch Party in Vegas with a bunch of Bison alums. And there's 18, 18 different states from the Carolinas to my buddies in Arizona across this great country of ours are having Bison Watch Parties today. So we went to the one in Vegas. Before we could sit down and finish our first beverage in the first quarter, Lance Dunn had four touchdowns. One of the guys sitting next to me says, "Swanny, Swanee, we uh, we do a shot for every touchdown. Well, after Lance's fourth touchdown, I said, guys, it's, it's like 1230 in the afternoon. I don't think I'm making supper if we have to keep doing this during the game. But one in Rome, huh? Lance Dunn's back. Ty Brooks, Ty Brooks on Twitter the other day said, I can't wait to be back, baby. Big things are coming up. Home run hitter. You remember him in the playoffs, that Sam Houston game. He's healthy. A loaded Bison backfield that healthy, and we haven't even talked about Seth Wilson. Pulled the red shirt off of him before the South Dakota State game. And in the playoffs, that guy coming out of the backfield, that was a matchup nightmare for other defenses. Talking to Coach Hedberg this summer, a quarterback coach for North Dakota State, he was telling us that you guys can expect to see some interesting sets where we're going to try to utilize all that running back talent we have and get them out on some pass routes. And the tight ends, earlier this week, we formed, you can check out the here show page on 740, the fans' website, and we formed the SwanCom, the SWAN Committee. It's like JFK put together his executive committee during the Cuban Missile Crisis to get advice. So, so JFK made great decisions. He said, I want to hear from the best. I'm going to bring in my brother RFK. I'm going to bring in Bob McNamara. Let's get Atchison in there. Well, I put together my own committee, the Swancom, and said, what do you guys want to see? And, and here's how our fans are. Here's how in tuned our fans are. How many fan bases say, I can't wait to see the two redshirt freshmen tight ends, Babbage and Gindorf? That's the tight ends, folks. And we've got Jensen and Ellison and Gindorf. And Babbage at the tight end position. We asked Coach Hedberg, Coach, how do you guys as an offensive staff figure that out? You have that many playmakers on offense that are home run threats that are some of the best at their position in not only the Missouri Valley, but all of the FCS. How do you figure out where to go with the football? It's it's champagne problems. A guy I work with says, Well, that's champagne problems. You know, it's a pretty good, pretty good problem to have and figure out. Do I take the Porsche to work today or do I take the Lamborghini? Do I ride Bruce Anderson or do I go with Lance Dunn? And the receivers, that's that's a position group I'm watching carefully, folks. We got Darius coming on after the break. Darius Shepard, the last time we saw him, had the biggest play in the FCS National Championship game, that 50-yard touchdown bomb where they beat the Duke secondary. But after that, Desmond Kane high, high-profile high transfer from Illinois, Coach Kleiman said at his weekly press conference he's expecting big things from the senior Desmond Kane this year. And Dallas Freeman, folks, watch out. Watch out for Dallas Freeman because the Bison coaching staff are they're pretty guarded in, in raising the expectations for any individual players because they have high expectations for every guy that goes out there to put on the green and yellow, whether that's the long snapper, the backup tackle, or a guy like Dallas Freeman at wide receiver. Coach Kleiman said you got to watch that guy. We're expecting big things from Dallas Freeman today, and we're going to have it all covered for you folks. We're going to get into it this morning on Heard It Here with Swanee. Right after the break, we're going to have Darius Shepard pre-recorded interview, and he's going to talk to us about the 2018 season. More Heard It Here with Swanee coming up right after this.
0: It's the power hour of the Red River Valley. I've got the power. It's the Jack Michael Show, weekdays at noon on 740 The Fan.
2: You've got power. Build it
0: the
1: power of love. Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the...
3: This extra 20% off is not off suggested retail. It's a real discount off the lowest sale prices anywhere, including the internet. Furniture for less with two great locations, Cheyenne Street, West Fargo, and Moorhead Center Mall.
0: Swanee takes you inside the huddle with the analysts and talking heads that cover the Missouri Valley Football Conference and FCS. From Fargo to Vermilion, Cedar Falls, and every place in between, they've got the keys to this week's game and headlines you need to know. It's Inside the Huddle.
1: Put your seat backs and tray tables in their upright position because you are flying the friendly skies of Swanee Airlines. Unheard it here with Swanee. It's Bison Game Day. Everybody get up. It's Bison Game Day. And this show, this game day, would not be possible. Folks, we got at the Midwest Radio Fargo Moorhead. Their sales team in a week sold this show out for sponsors. We have Seabird Power Sports, Peterman Seeds of Holly. Yonke Insurance, Welton's Tire Service, Altendorf Trucking, Chris Heisey, American Family Insurance Agent, Valley Tire, Valley Tire, Legacy Wealth Management, TRS Industries, and Essentia Health. We sold that bad boy out. Becky and the sales group up here working the show, Midwest Radio Fargo-Moorhead. Can't thank them enough. We had we talked to Darius Shepard earlier this week about the upcoming season, so we're going to play that now. Josh, we got that bad boy? Darius Shepard, receiver for North Dakota State, here with us. On, heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM. The fan, Darius, you guys got to be excited. Finally get to put on the pass today and hit somebody else other than your teammates. Right,
4: yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been wor- working hard this offseason. We're really excited for game day.
1: The, the offense with so many weapons, the, the receivers, yourself, Dallas Freeman, Desmond Kane, Four or five tight ends that can make plays in the backfield—Bruce Anderson, Lance, Easton Stick—as an offense, you guys got to be pretty excited for the ability to score from anywhere on the field.
4: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think we have a lot of confidence in whoever has the ball and is making plays on game day. So we're excited, just you know, to see you know the running backs, tight ends, receivers, and you know, O-line—all of us have success.
1: Talk about that culture at North Dakota State, where it's it's unique in any level of football. You have so many high-caliber players on the offensive side of the ball, and only one football, but that doesn't seem to be. An issue with the buys, and you guys are always happy when your teammate makes a play.
4: Yeah, you know it's all about the team, and the guys do a great job. You know, just leaning on their brothers, and you know, we all get excited when somebody scores, and we're all running down the field and celebrating. And you see the the linemen spread down the end to the end zone to hug everybody. So you know, it's just an awesome deal that we're all in it for the same reason to win games.
1: For for you especially, with so many seniors on this class, a lot of goals coming into the season. What do you guys hope to accomplish this first game against Cal Poly? Uh,
4: you know, our goal is to be the best that we can be this Saturday and go one and zero, and that's all we're worried about. Just a lot, uh, focused on Cal Poly
1: One of the things you talked about Darius Shepard wide receiver for the Bison Here with us on Heard it here with Swanee For you, when you had to overcome a lot of things this summer With your father or something uh, You know god forbid anyone else goes through your brothers rallied around you and your family what did that mean to you to to see all the guys and the coaches rally around you like that
4: yeah it meant so much you know being in a place and having them come down there to lift me up it meant a lot and it was really good to have them around and you know i, I can't thank these guys enough and that's what bison pride's all about
1: what is it what is it uh, for the offense you know with the, the running attack but also the passing game knowing that you guys can strike from anywhere on the field um how excited are you guys to have an opportunity to go up against a, a big sky team like cal Poly to set the table for a what's hopefully a big 2018 season.
4: Yeah, we're really excited about it. We know this is a game we're we going to set the tone for the whole season. You know, it's a new team. 2018 is a new year, so we're looking forward to showing that we can, you know, run the ball and pass the ball and just be an explosive offense.
1: Bison fans will remember that the last time you guys took the field, the national championship game, arguably the biggest play of the game, your touchdown reception against James Madison. Um, you know, having that and being here now just talk about the offseason that game and then uh 2018 what you guys hope to accomplish
4: yeah you know obviously winning the championship is a great way to catapult into the offseason but you know once we win the championship we got to move on to the next thing because this is a new year 2018 but you know we're excited to make plays like that and just have a great year so we're going to see what you know is to come
1: one of the things that impressed me about what darius had to say was we're just going to be the best team we can be today we want to go one and all and beat Cal Poly. Forget all those high expectations. Joining us on Herd It Here, we have a Bison great, a Bison legend, one of the best to put on the uniform, Christian Dudzik. Christian, how you doing this morning? I'm
2: doing great, Swanee. Thanks for
1: having me on. And one of the things that's so impressive to me for, for you guys is, as players, when there's expectations, national championship or bus type expectations, this Bison program is able to block out all the noise and not worry about it. The focus is just going 1-0 and every week. And as, as a player, how do you guys approach that where you can just block out all the noise and say the mission this week is 1-0, and we'll worry about next week, next week?
2: Well, you know, it's just like Darius Shepard said right there. and He's an example of uh, the great leadership that they have and that, and that we had when I was there. Um, and you know, it's, it's all about the top down when coach bowl was there, he was saying the same things and coach climate said, uh, was saying the same things as well. Um, as far as taking, you know, even just one play at a time, one practice at a time, one rep at a time, um, and just focusing on the details of, of, uh, each rep and they'll, they'll all add up and, and, um, hopefully take you to where you want to go. But, um, you know, it's just focusing on the step in front of you and what you need to do, and and doing it to the best of your ability. And and uh, you know, it only took it only took a, a little bit of success with that approach, and and us seeing what what that method can do for us, and and we all bought into it.
1: With all the records North Dakota State has set and all the national championships, folks, here's one that's likely never to be broken: Christian Dudzik. Started all 61 games on four Missouri Valley Football Conference and NCAA Division I FCS championship teams. 61 games, four national championships. And, Christian, I know one of the things that Coach Kleiman talks about and what, what the players talked about going back to you know guys like you and your class is the importance of veteran and senior leadership. And how how important is it for this 2018 team where they have – 25 seniors in that locker room to help guide the herd
2: when I saw that number 25 seniors I was um, you know I didn't realize it. I was I'm, I'm really excited because that just means that you you know you have a wise team <laughs> you got some guys that have been there that understand the system um, and basically uh, a lot of your top seniors in that class are just extended coaches I know um, I was reading about how a lot of these young players that were coming in, um, the backup quarterbacks would come and, and watch film with Easton Stick and just learn how to become a, a you know not only a collegiate player, but um, you know an NDSU by as a player and how and what it takes to prepare. Um, and so, you know, you got a bunch of those guys that have been through the system and, and understand the type of work and the type of focus and preparation it takes and and they can um, not only set the example but relay that information, um, those uh, instructions to the younger players and, and help uh, you know, continue the tradition of, of winning ballgames there.
1: Bison fans will remember Christian Dudzik, number 35, flying all over the field and making all kinds of plays in a, a loaded secondary with, with not only himself but playing alongside Marcus Williams and Colton Hegel John Pike was back there back in 2011, and and, uh, Christian, for you, your freshman year, you started at cornerback all 15 games, and then after that, you were moved to free safety. So uh, Jalen Wimbush is going through the same thing this year. After starting at corner for the last couple years, he's been moved to safety. What was that transition like for you, and and what do you think it'll be like for Jalen? You know,
2: to be honest, it, it was a little bit of a difficult transition because your role changes as the safety. You can see the entire field. Um, you're expected to be um, more of a quarterback in a sense as far as the communication um, and making sure that everybody's aligned and, and understands uh, their assignment for the play and that everyone's on the same page. So, um, you know, as a cornerback, especially as a freshman cornerback, I was looking at the plays And trying to simplify it as much as possible, Um, you know, like this play I'm a man, this play I'm in zone, you know, cover two. What am What am I doing? But when you, when you uh, become a safety, you got to know what everybody's doing and be able to to communicate to the corners what they're doing if they seem confused. So, and then not only that, you're talking to the linebackers as well. Um, So you know, increasing communication. Uh, just having an understanding of the greater scheme that uh, the defense is running week in and week out. um, It's just you have to understand um, the defense a little bit better from that position.
1: And quite obviously you adjusted very well looking at all the Missouri Valley football conference honor teams you were on, all MVC first team 2014 and there's uh, on your – on your biography page at Gold Bison, I mean, there's a list, brother. You were tied for third in school history with 13 career interceptions, ranked fourth in solo tackles, and fifth in passes defended. So you made that tr- transition very well. The w- one last question, to wrap up here, Christian Dudzik. You you've started your own business down in Omaha, trained in other athletes. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I did. It's called uh, First Pick Performance. Um, kind of, I think if the fans know what uh, Cole is doing there in Fargo, and with uh, Dynasty performance training there in South Fargo. It's kind of the similar thing. Um, You know, we train athletes and we actually go into a a number of different high schools and um, train specific teams. And so last night I was at uh, Omaha North High School's football game last night. They won big. They're the defending state champions and they run uh, a similar offense that NDSU does. So Um, you know, I'm their strength coach and it's a perfect fit for me. And they have, um, you know, the the fun thing for me is, is, um, helping, you know, they already have a a culture established, but continuing that culture and improving upon it of a championship culture and what it takes to win. And, and so it's, it's really fun for me to share that side of things that I learned at NDSU and, and to be able to relay that to the kids and, and, um, they just think it's cool that I have four rings. So <laughs> <laughs> four,
1: four big championship rings. Those things are monsters. Yeah. Christian, we appreciate you coming on this morning. When you get up to Fargo for a game this fall, you'll have to pop by the studio. But uh, best of luck to you, brother, and keep on being a great ambassador for the Bison.
2: Thank you, Swanee. Hopefully I can get up there soon. Looking forward to it.
1: Folks, that was Christian Dudzik, former Bison great, going on doing great things in Omaha, Nebraska. Four National Championship ring started all 61 games. Think about that. 61 games. He didn't miss one. The Cal Ripkin of Bison football. This is to here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, and 107.3 FM. Coming up after the break, we got Nolan P. Schmidt. Nolan's the editor of Bison Illustrated Magazine. Him and I do a podcast on bisonillustrated.com, and we're going to talk about the keys for this week's game against Cal Poly right after this.
0: You guys, Best Friend Club, you, fella, number one. Oh, two. Blues Update. As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated as its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup.
1: We got my podcast partner, the good cop, bad cop duo of Swanee. And Nolan P. Schmidt, and before we get to Nolan, I just want to take a minute. One of the most important things we do, folks, Bison Nation, the Bison family, we say thank you. We're appreciative. We realize that there's other folks working hard. We got Josh Linus running the board for me today. I really appreciate it. Chase Miller has been really, really helpful, getting me up to speed on doing a show. Us, the sponsors for this show, Seaberg Power Sports, Peterman Seeds of Holly, Key Insurance, Welton's Tire Service, Altendorf Trucking. Chris Heisey, American Family Insurance Agent, Valley Tire, Legacy Wealth Management, TRS Industries, and Essentia Health for sponsoring this show so we can bring you interviews like this. On the phone, we got Nolan P. Schmidt, the old school, new school editor of Bison Illustrated. Nolan, how you doing?
5: I'm good. How are you this morning, Swanee? It's game day, man. I'm, I'm, I am walked out my apartment door and it's a nice crisp September morning. I'm ready to go today,
1: I, I I'm like a kid. At Christmas, my brain is in so <laughs> many places right now. I'm kind of just bouncing around random thoughts. I've got a niece Harper, and, and she's in town this weekend for us. And every ten seconds, she's talking about something else, or going to pet the dogs, or do something. That that's where my brain is right now. I'm I'm at tailgating. My my in-laws were absolutely fantastic. Are in town. My parents are in town. My brother Justin Swanson, folks, if you see Justin, longtime former NDSU athletics employee, he's employees with the foundation now. It's his first tailgating since college really he's been working the games every so in previous uh, years if, yeah if you're at the fargo dome justin was up in the press box producing the game so literally everything that came across the video boards as far as music video advertisements etc justin was the man up there in the booth next to dan michaels running the show for that and it's his, he he took another job at the ndsu foundation he's raising money for the college of agriculture and so this is his first tailgating. So I'm like, oh, I'm, tell- I'm telling him, I'm like, Justin, he's engaged. He's getting married this fall. We're all really excited about that. Saying, Justin, you might want to tell your wife that uh, you're you're crashing on the couch in my basement tonight because you might not be in such great shape come seven, eight o'clock after your first tailgate. So I'm saying, go, go slow, brother. Just put put the toe in the water. Don't don't dive in head first. But Nolan. I don't want to talk with you about that. We want to talk about the Cal Poly Mustangs. And folks can hear our full podcast on bisonillustrated.com or on iTunes or SoundCloud. And what we talked about earlier this week were kind of the keys to the game. And I know you went back and watched some tape, Nolan, and had some interesting information about that front seven or Cal Poly. So with that, brother, what, what are you looking for today with the Mustangs?
5: You know, I think for the Mustangs and for the Bison, I think it's how how does NDSU command the line of scrimmage, especially on the offensive side of the ball? Because, I mean, NDSU and Bison fans, we know how big and physically imposing this NDSU offensive line is. I mean, I don't think they have one kid under 300 pounds. I think maybe Dylan Radens comes in at about 299. But I said earlier, we can can round up. So I don't think they have a kid under 300 pounds. But then if you look at, at Cal Poly's depth chart, Their front three. They run a 3-4 defensive set. Their front three are two redshirt freshmen and a true freshman. And then in their linebacking core, they bring back their third leading tackler from last year, but their other three linebackers only had a combined 11 tackles last season. So, I mean, you see a ton of inexperience, and not to mention the Cal Poly Mustangs don't really have a lot of size on that front seven. I think the only defensive lineman they have over 300 pounds is their nose tackle, which is To be expected. So, you know, on paper, and I mean, obviously, Swanee on paper doesn't, you know, really dictate what how the game is going to go. But you know, on paper, it it seems like NDSU should dominate this line of scrimmage, which is exactly what they want to do if they want to set up the run game, which we know is always going to be their strategy. So, you know, for fans, I'd I'd look for this offensive line to be absolutely physically dominant. And you know, when the Bison choose to pass,
1: I don't know if I see
5: a Cal Poly defender breathing on East Stick today.
1: It's hard hat. Lunch pail football. It's the guy. Yeah. It's the guy out there in the field driving the combine at eleven o'clock at night with the grain trucks pulling upside, getting the job done. That's a North Dakota State brand of football. We line it up and we are gonna punch you in the mouth. We're gonna run it right down your throat. And Cal Poly, we see Nolan, we see playoff teams, some of the best of the best in FCS football, whether it's a Sam Houston State, a Wofford, a Richmond, teams that are top ten teams coming into the Fargo Dome in the playoffs that are senior-laden rosters, we see what happens in that first and second quarter. It takes them a good half of football to get their bearings and get acclimated, not just to the Bison brand of football, but the folks out there listening this morning. Bison Nation make life miserable for opposing teams with the noise they're on top of you. They're raising a little on third down. So that for me, I think that's absolutely spot on. How, how do you expect a group of freshmen who are playing in their first collegiate football game in one of the toughest places for an opponent to play, the Fargo Dome. The Fargo Dome is recognized by national publications as one of the best venues in all of college football, as one of the best home field advantages. And for Cal Poly to line up four or five freshmen in that front seven, our Rams, our offensive linemen, got to be licking their chops saying, we are going to feast today.
5: Yeah, and I think, you know, to say that that's a challenge for Cal Poly is maybe the understatement of the century. You know, when you really think about it, trotting out three freshmen on probably what is the most vital point of attack for Cal Poly. If they want to be successful defensively today, they have to find a way to stop the run. And if you're trotting out three kids who are playing in their first collegiate game in the Fargo Dome in front of 19,000 people, and going up against an offensive line that has experience, has a ton of experience, and is far more physically imposing than they are. I mean, something that that is, you know, a David versus Goliath matchup is might be an accurate de- description of what's going to happen today.
1: You can follow Nolan Schmidt on Twitter at Nolan P. Schmidt. That's S C H M I D T. You can follow me at Swanny8, and that's Swanny with one N. That's the old family name going back to Norway, great grandpa Swanson. Swanee with one in, S W A N Y eight on Twitter. Nolan, you had a stat, the stat of the week, man. Out of all the stats I've seen, and, and Fargo has a plethora of guys covering this, they do an excellent job. You and me have had them on our podcast. They're friends of ours. We got a couple of them coming up on future podcasts, but you had the stat of the week. Here it is Times visiting the red zone in 2017. North Dakota State, 62. Cal Poly, 26. NDSU is in the red zone 62 times last year, scored 87% of the time. Cal Poly only had 26 trips to the red zone, and it is an option team. Cal Poly is an option team. They're going to run it 50, 60 times a day. They're not going to be passing the football at all. That's a team where you expect them to be marching up and down the field, controlling the clock, but they were only in the red zone 26 times last year.
5: Right, and I mean, you might see a discrepancy there because, I mean, we, we heard Chris Kleiman say at his press conference earlier this week is you know, Cal Poly builds their offense along big chunks of plays, big, big yardage plays. If you watch their film last year, I mean, that's where they were most successful. Obviously, last year was maybe not an accurate representation of the team that we might see offensively. Uh, obviously, their fullback, Joe Prothrow was out almost all of last season as well as their quarterback, Khalil Jenkins, and both of them will be on the field today for the Mustangs. So you might not be seeing... You know, the, the the team that we saw last year that only won one game against Portland State, who was, you know, arguably the worst team in FCS last year. But, you know, when you, when you say 26 times in the red zone, Swanee, I mean, that is a remarkable, remarkably low number. And, you know, I mean, you can say what you will about a big play triple option offense, but if you want to be, you know, down when it comes down to it, if you want to be successful offensively, you need to get within the twenty yard line to try to score multiple times.
1: Especially with the Bison, and that's that's Cal Poly's game plan today to try to control the clock. They they live on three and four yard chunks. They want to get it into second and seven, second and six. They want to be in third and three, third and two, because that that's how they play offense. They want to grind it down. They want to wear you down three four yards. At a time, And the Bison defense will be looking to keep Cal Poly. That'll be a key to the game for North Dakota State's defense for Code Green to keep Cal Poly in the second and eight, in the third and sevens, because Cal Poly does not pass the ball well. And if North Dakota State puts Cal Poly in a position where they have to pass on those third and longs, boy, oh, boy, Greg Menard, Tuska, Stanley Jones, Jabril Cox, my, oh, my. NDSU's defense is going to be having a great day if they can do that. Nolan, let's play the canned ham. The canned ham cliche sports talk game. The Bison, <laughs> fill in the blank. The Bison okay. win if.
5: If they limit Cal Poly to less than 150 rushing yards.
1: Wow, 100, that's the magic number for you, 150.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about it, Swanee, you know, the last time that, NDSU faced an option offense like this was in 2012 against Georgia Southern. They won that game in dramatic fashion. I mean, every Bison fan's remember Georgia Southern too, with Travis back in the block field goal at the end of the game. But the Bison gave up 271 rushing yards in that game. And I mean, obviously, it's a different six years later, but, you know, Cal Poly will have their times where they get some chunks of offense. I'm not saying that that'll, you know, be you know, leading the points or anything like that. But, you know, 150 yards or under, I think, has to be the goal.
1: Outside of the Bison winning, and we, you know, I, I don't like to talk this way, but North Dakota State is favored to win this game by 32 points. This is a game yep. Cal Poly went 1-10 last year. They had a bunch of guys injured, but this is a game where the Bison are heavily favored. Nolan, what does North Dakota State do need to do for you? So, leaving the Fargo Dome today, later this afternoon, looking back on it, outside of obviously staying healthy, to to feel good about the game outside of the win, what does North Dakota State want to do to have a, a good day today? What are the coaches looking for?
5: I think you know if you can get maybe your your twos in there at at some point, maybe in the late third, early fourth quarter, you know, where we might see you know a Holden Hotchkiss come in in the fourth quarter. We might see you know an Adam Cofield get more carries in the fourth quarter. We might see this or that. I want I want to see the Bison get too deep into their depth chart. And I think, you know, Chris Klein will be more than happy, you know, because that's a time where you want to kind of flesh out, you know, especially with this four-game rule and Red Shirts, you know, what players do you want to play in those four games? You know, who's going who's gonna to lead the way in the future also, too? So I think these non-conference games are, are primers, really, for, you know, these young guys coming up that are going to take kind of the, the baton, if you will, from, from the seniors this year.
1: And that's one of the points Coach Klein mentioned at his press conference this week. One of the new rules, folks, in NCAA college football you can play a true freshman four games and still not lose his red shirt. So the question asked to Chris, Chris Kleiman is, well, how, how do you approach that? What do you what do you do with it? And he said at his press conference, you and I were both sitting there, we really don't have a game plan for it. We're going to see as she goes. He said there's going to be eight to ten true freshman dressing for every home game. They're, they're right now, as of this week, what we know sitting here today is that there's not a single defensive player where they've decided to lift the red shirt entirely and play them. I mean, why why would you at this point? You've got a stacked defense, code green, best defense in FCS college football. But on the offensive side, he said Phoenix Sproles, uh, a wide receiver out of Robbinsdale Cooper High in Minnesota, football powerhouse, nephew of NFL stud Darren Sproles. He said he might be a guy that sees the field today, and that's a big story, how NDSU – uses that uh, four-game redshirt rule?
5: I mean, it'll it'll be a common question that'll come up for Chris Kleiman every single week at his press conference. You know, who are you going to play this week? And I mean, you reference you know, 10 to 12 guys dressing, you know, at home. It's a little bit of a different ball game when you're going down on the road. The Bison have the luxury of having their first four games at home and not going on the road until October 6th. So that redshirt rule is even more advantageous to the Bison in this month of September to where they can play these guys and address more guys to see if they want to play them during the game, especially if games happen to get out of hand. I just think of the North Alabama game in a couple of weeks as an example.
1: Nolan, we appreciate you being on, buddy. People can find you on Twitter at Nolan P. Schmidt. They can find our podcast and other works. Swanny Says Column on BisonIllustrated.com. And uh, you keep it in the fairway today, buddy.
5: Of course. I'm gonna fill your I'm gonna fill your spot at the ox court at six flags until you get there. So don't <laughs> worry about that.
1: Keep, keep a fuel in the cooler for me. <laughs> of course. Nolan P. Schmidt editor in chief of Bison and Illustrated. We're gonna take a break, but we got more. Heard it here with Swanee and we'll have our game time predictions. I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna tell you the safest, surest bet, what you could expect today in the final score playing some Nostradamus. You could take that to the bank coming up right after this.
0: Oh, loose cannon. Look out. Look, out. Look out. They're not good with boundaries, so they ended up here. It's fun to play for 10.
1: Come on. The Power Trip, weekday mornings at 6. <laughs> They're hilarious.
0: On 740
1: The Fan. And 740TheFan.com.
0: Welton's Tire Service knows that the right combination of dedication and talent is what makes any team successful. And that's why they're so successful at Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They've been dedicated to their customers for over four decades with talented technicians who offer superior service and maintenance. Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They're your Goodyear dealer.
5: Medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org
0: we're taking it to the bank as swanny brings you his lock solid prediction for this week's game just don't bet the house on it or anything okay
3: oh my god are you
1: serious nostradamus more like nostra swamis talking some game predictions before we get to that i want to thank our sponsors who make this show possible seabird power sports Peterman Seeds of Holly, Yonkey Insurance, Walton's Tire Service, Altendorf Trucking, Chris Heinze, American Family Insurance Agent, Valley Tire, Legacy Wealth Management, TRS Industries, and Essentia Health. I got my Six Flags hat on. I know Nick and Dan and Neoncer and Shannon and the boys. They Should be listening because as the Six Flags DJ Chase, if those guys aren't listening to my own, we don't know if we're gonna have more of these but after week one. They Joel and Dan Cash might say, Boy, do you, did you hear Swanee Saturday morning? Was he, is he around the fire pit a little late Friday? This might this might. Be my only show and my, my boys at Six Flag. they better be listening.
3: Well, that's why we have a bye week next week, just to make sure we can reconvene <laughs> and make sure everything's good to go. No, it's everything's been sounding great so far. Looking forward to the rest of the season here. And, uh, yeah, I know you're going to be on every week, so there will be a show even next week with the Bison are off, and then we'll see how long the run goes potentially. If they make the playoffs, we can talk about it. Chris Kleiman doesn't want to talk about it, so let's get right to pick number one here, Josh, with the Mustangs and the Bison
1: we got Chase Miller, while mm-hmm. I'm buying time in my own head, figuring out what the score is going to be. Chase is a well-known personality on the fan. You've got a national F- FCS show where you take more of a big picture coming up right after her it here with Swanee.
3: Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Uh, Alex Heinert, the voice of uh, UND Athletics for uh, Midco Sports Network. We're going to recap the game against Mississippi Valley State and then kind of preview a little bit. What was the good? What was the bad in that game? They got Washington out of the Pac-12 next Saturday. Sam Houston State two weeks from there. And then we have Cal Poly play-by-play uh, man radio um, man Chris Sylvester will be joining us after that. So we'll get a look from the Mustangs point of view. So if Bison fans want to stay tuned, that'll be at around 920 this morning right here on 740 the fan
1: so here's how folks are going to impress their friends at tailgating This, listen write this down Gra- I'll give you a second grab a legal pad grab a pen and write this down because here's what's going to happen North Dakota State has 25 seniors they have veterans on both sides of the football talk about how great Code Green has been last year NDSU was the second ranked scoring offense in all of the FCS putting up about 32 33 points per game Their defense limits teams to about 11, 12 points per game. This is a team that wants to come out, Chase, and send a message. They want to say, we're ready to rock and roll, baby. I don't expect any rust. I expect this team to be hitting in all cylinders. I expect them to come out of the gate, and it's going to be fireworks early. People think North Dakota State's going to pound, 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 run the ball. I think one of my bold take-it-to-the-bank predictions, I think you're going to see a kick return for a touchdown and I think Easton Stick is going to hit on over a 50-yard-plus touchdown pass on a play-action game, I think NDSU is going to be up at halftime. It's going to be a 28-3, 35-0 kind of game, and the Fargo Dome is going to be half full in the second half because NDSU is running away with this thing.
3: So what is your final score prediction, Swanee?
1: At halftime, we're at 28 or 23. We Uh send the number one offense out there for a couple drives. They put up another touchdown or two, pull back on the playbook, pull back the reins, so I think the end score is going to be something along the lines of 49 to 7 Cal Poly might get a touchdown late it's tough to shut out any team it just takes obviously one big play to pop it and, and go all the way and, and that might happen and it just takes on an option you know one guy missing in an assignment but I don't NDSU is so good so well coached at defending the option at playing assignment sound you're gonna hear that coach climbs post game press conference you're gonna hear this word well two words assignment sound guys, did their jobs, and NDSU is having a big day today, brother.
3: I like what you said there. I'm going to go 38-10, to 10, even though they played Wofford last year with the triple option, a different style. Charleston Southern with the option before that, so, so they're used to it. Like you said, they're used to it. This is nothing new for North Dakota State. Uh, Cal Poly brings back a lot of healthy more players than what they had last year, so I'm going to give it 38-10. to 10. North Dakota State will raise a banner and start the season 1-0, Swanee.
1: It's going to be a big day, baby. I'm heading out to tailgating. I hope to see you out there. The Bison Football 2018 train is on the tracks, and we ain't stopping till Frisco, so get on board. This is Herd It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, and 107.3 FM, reminding you the strength of the herd is the Bison, and the strength of the Bison is the herd.
0: Paul Allen gives you the 4-1-1 on the Minnesota Vikings,